What up, peeps? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. We are in Florida, in Boca Raton, to be specific, at the Newsmax Studios for two more days. Then I move to my new home. We build a makeshift studio that will be in for about a month while we build out the bigger studio. And uh, it's all gonna work itself out. All good, things are good here. I'm feeling good about life. Uh, as always, we are on YouTube, Rumble, and Blaze TV. Subscribe, tap notification bells. Whatever it is that you do, do it. Why not, why not? Uh, all right, we got four stories for you today. I tried to mix it up a little bit. There was a really, really interesting hearing Yesterday, you know, these congressional hearings when people talk about stuff, but usually much doesn't happen and it's a lot of just endless blather. Well, there was a really interesting moment with Ted Cruz uh, talking about the January 6th insurrection. And wait a minute, is it possible that the FBI had something to do with it and that they had plants in the crowd that maybe instigated some of the violence? We've got video, you'll see. Uh, then Joe Biden's ratings, his approval ratings, have just completely, completely cratered, basically at about 33% right now, 33% of the people who approve of old Joe. This is a man who, of course, we are told, got 81 million votes, the most votes ever for a president of the United States, and now only a third of Americans approve of what he's doing. I'd like to examine that third of people because uh, it really should be even less than that, but it really is pretty terrible, so we'll talk about that. Uh, and then that'll be a sort of good segue into the third story, which is Kamala Harris was interviewed on NBC yesterday, and uh, she was asked, are they thinking about 2024? And of course, she gives a deeply dishonest answer, so we'll play some video on that. And now there's rumors, and it's starting to uh, come up through the internet that this woman, you may have heard of her, Hillary Clinton, I had to do a little Googling on her. Uh, she may run in 2024. So we found some old video once I realized who she was. I had long forgotten, of course. Uh, we found some video of her questioning the results of the 2016 election. You might find that interesting. Uh, and then finally, we'll do a little bit of COVID stuff, uh, specifically about DC, where they are demanding that everyone be vaxxed to go out and masked to go out, and now it's kids and a whole bunch of other stuff. This, of course, is the mayor, coming from the mayor of DC, Bowser, who he, she herself a few weeks ago, you know, she was downstairs in a nightclub dancing, having a good time, but you know, she just wants your kids to be vaxxed and the whole thing. And then we found a really great compilation video online of just how the narrative has been just absolutely collapsing. That's really the theme of this whole week more than anything else, is that so much of the stuff that for two years they told us was not only true, but we couldn't question it. Well, now we're all questioning it. It's all crumbling in front of all of us. And this gives us a chance to wake up more people. So some good things on the horizon. Before we get to any of that though, I wanna to talk to you fine people about Genucel. Ladies and gentlemen, the new year is upon us, that means there's a chance to make 2022 your best year ever. And with Genucel by Chamonix, you can look five, 10, even 15 years younger. It's hard to pick one thing I like most about their products. It could be their lightweight feel, how smooth they make my skin feel, or even their fresh scent. Their Crystallis Microdermabrasion Treatment smells like orange citrus. During the Genucel New Year's Clearance event, save over 60% off Genucel's hand-picked most popular package to take care of all your skincare needs. 
see yourself with those uh, fine lines, forehead wrinkles, sagging jawline, and even those under eye bags gone. Works for both women and men, safe for all skin types, and perfect for skin of any age. Chamonix promises results that will make you smile guaranteed or 100% of your money back. Go to lovegeniusl.com Dave to save over 60% off their most popular package. Every order is automatically upgraded to free priority shipping. Don't wait. Go to lovegeniusl.com Dave. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot Dave. And now, back to me. All right. One of the things I often talk about on this show is the dog and pony show that we're often shown in Congress, right? They haul all these people in front of Congress. People kind of say things under oath. No one ever gets really taken to task on anything. It's a lot, it's a lot of show, but we have had some nice moments over the last couple months related to these congressional hearings when it's come to big tech, some things have come to light, uh, particularly some of the videos that we've all seen with Rand Paul getting into fights with Anthony Fauci. It's like, even if these people aren't you know, arrested, let's say, or, or prosecuted for lying under oath when they do lie under oath, as Anthony Fauci obviously does at this point, uh, at least it gets some people out there to see these viral clips where you can then hopefully pilfer some truth out of it. Well, you may remember the January 6th 2021 insurrection that lasted for a few hours. There was the guy who maybe had a Lego set of the Capitol. There was the guy with the horn hat and the face mask and, you know, the whole thing. And it was over real quick. AOC thought she was going to be killed. She made it out okay. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, basically, Liz Cheney, who's a Republican, and then the Democrats have this January 6th committee. They want to figure out how this insurrection happened and we have to take down these people, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but there was a really, really interesting exchange with Ted Cruz talking to the FBI's Jill Sanborn about possible involvement by the FBI in the insurrection itself. Take a look. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? <laughs> Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, did any here. FBI agents did or agents confidential or informants confidential actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents any or confidential agents informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents any F or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered, and there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. Okay, this is really an extraordinary exchange. Ted Cruz is being very, very specific with his language. Uh, Ted Cruz, who of course is a Harvard-trained lawyer, being very, very specific, did FBI agents participate or did confidential informants participate in any violent acts? And she will not answer. I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't tell you the truth. I work for the government. What do you think I'm supposed to be doing here? Um, but 
the way she's saying it, let, let's pretend for a moment that they did, that the FBI actually seeded people out into the crowd. Now, the FBI has work to do. I understand that they have work to do. And I actually understand at some level, although this is getting hard to explain at this point because our government is so out of control, I can understand at some level that the FBI can't be fully open about every single thing that they do, right? The CIA, MI6, Mossad, they can't tell you every single thing that they're doing, right? There has to be a little bit of a lack of transparency. They got agents, they got double agents, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay, fine, so let's just put that aside for a second. If the FBI was putting people into that crowd to instigate violence, which is basically what Ted Cruz is asking, uh, talking about that Epps guy specifically, maybe he was involved, maybe he wasn't, it's unclear, right? Uh, but if there were people there that maybe were pushing people towards, oh yeah, 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 let's break into those windows. Oh, 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 oh yeah, I've got some rocks here, I've got whatever, a baseball bat, who the hell knows? There were, actually weren't that many weapons there, so maybe not that. But if they just seeded the crowd with people that were like, yeah, let's attack the Capitol, let's go in, Make sure the doors are open. We all have seen the videos of the officers just moving barricades and just letting people in and officers talking to the people as they walk into the Capitol saying, just don't be violent. Could you guys stay within the, the bounds here? Which by the way, a lot of people did. I mean, it was a very strange insurrection. Nobody brought a plan. You'd think somebody would have a piece of paper. Guys, the plan, uh, we're gonna take over the Capitol three hours in and then uh, we, do we have, no, there's no plan. Bob, what about the plan? Forgot the plan. Um, the fact that she can't answer that, is sort of the, the exact example of how out of control government has got. As I said, I'm willing to grant government a little bit of uh, leeway here. I'm granting the agencies a little bit of leeway that they have to do certain things to make sure bad guys don't, don't do, so that really bad guys don't do horrible things, right? Um, but if they were involved in this thing and now they've basically used their power to turn against American people or manipulate American people, this is deeply, deeply dangerous. By the way, this is the same FBI that we know plotted to kidnap uh, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer to make it look like you know these white supremacist insurrectionists were up to bad news, bad stuff. So it's like we know that they do these kind of things. So I thought this was this is worth seeing because it's the type of thing that there is no chance in high hell that CNN or MSNBC or mainstream media is going to cover that moment. Um, but we're allowed to ask questions as to what happened there. So good for Ted Cruz. You know, I know Ted Cruz had a bit of a, I like Ted Cruz, obviously. He had a bit of a rough week because, you know, he had this moment sort of off the cuff where he said this thing about how January 6th was a terrorist attack. Then Tucker Carlson took him to task on that. He made an interesting point of saying that he's always described any political act of violence as a terrorist attack, whether it's Antifa, BLM, burning down cities, or anyone that did any violent thing there. So he walked it back a little bit. Um, so I, I think he did a nice job there. I have no problem with Ted Cruz and nobody's perfect. So there you go. But if our intelligence agencies, CIA and FBI are working against us, and if they are out there in crowds, it's like, what else are they doing? What else are they doing? Good question, Dave. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's talk about old Joe Biden because that whole insurrection thing that I just talked about, that insurrection thing, uh, was about the election of Joe Biden. And uh, 81 million people, that's what they told us, uh, voted for Joe Biden. That's an awful lot of people. It's actually the most people that ever voted for a president in the history of the United States. And if you don't remember, the second most people that ever voted for a president of the United States were Donald Trump in the exact same election. He got about 75 million votes, according to what they tell us. And I don't want to be kicked off YouTube for even saying that some of that may be a little fudged. I don't know. Um, but 
Biden's approval numbers are absolutely in the tank right now. We've got a tweet here from Tom Bevin. Biden job approval in a new Quinnipiac poll is 33% among adults and just 25% with independents. Among registered voters, it's 35%. I mean, this is extraordinarily low. Like, this is like, just like bananas low. And if you think about it, think how soft the media has been on him, right? There's really no criticism of Joe Biden in mainstream media. Really just try to think for a second. Has NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, all the usual suspects, have they done anything really critical of him? Guy, you know, he was gonna shut down the virus then two weeks ago, oh no, there's nothing I can do, kick it back to the States, which by the way is what the orange guy wanted the entire time. Like, he has failed at every possible level. We're at about 10%, I think it's 9.7% inflation right now. And it's like, that, that is an incredibly high number. People don't realize, that means in essence, you have 10% less money, right? If you have 500 bucks and inflation goes up by 10%, you're losing 50 bucks. Now you got 450 bucks, in essence. The number in your bank account may be the same, but it doesn't have the same value. Like, we know that the thing ain't working. That's what it sounds like, Joe Biden. You know, man, the thing ain't working, okay. well. It ain't working, and even here in Florida, where things are pretty damn good, you can see some of the residual stuff related to uh, supply chain. We went into two targets to buy some stuff for our new house. We needed some plates, just temporarily, while our stuff comes from LA, we needed some plates, a couple other things, and there were a lot of barren shelves. There really were. Not like massively, massively empty here. Florida's obviously doing a better job moving some stuff, and they're getting people to work. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't perfect here. But 33% is extraordinarily low, especially for a guy that you know got these 81 million votes. People are actually waking up despite the media protecting the guy. And of course, you would just have to contrast that with how the media treated Orange Man, who I'm pretty sure, Michael, maybe you could check on this, what was Donald Trump's lowest ever approval rating? I think it floated around 40%, despite endless attacks on him. Right, So the media was always going after Trump and I think he floated around 40%. Now you've got Biden around 33% despite like some pretty great coverage. So I'll see if we can get that number in just a sec. But I thought, you know what? We played this clip yesterday uh, where we contrasted some of uh, Ron DeSantis's state of the state speech with some of Joe Biden's best hits. And as we were putting together the compilation of Joe Biden, we watched the full corn pop video. You all remember the corn pop video, Joe Biden at the pool talking about the thing. Well, we watched it and I was like, you know, we have to show this full video to people. It's so insane. It's just so absolutely insane. And this moment, this two or so minute video that we're about to show you, this should have derailed his entire thing. People should have watched this video and said this man is clinically insane and should not be president. Let's go. I learned a lot. And I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area, and I was one of the guards, and there were a lot of, there was a three-meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the, damn, uh, the darn cement over there. <laughs> and Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did, yeah, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. 
And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There's a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool f f filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me? He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. And I walked up to my car. And they had, they, in those days, you used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. And I looked at him, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again. But I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that, not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. I hope you enjoyed that, because as many times as I've seen it, it makes less sense each time. And as a matter of fact, I thought, let's play a little game with this thing. If any of you, within three sentences, can explain what Joe Biden was saying right there, I will give you $500. That's what I'm going to commit to doing. If you can explain that in a sane, functional, non-jokey, non-sarcastic way, if you can tell me what Joe Biden was saying there, with the roaches and the leg hair and corn pop and the cement, et cetera, et cetera, I will give you 500 American dollars. You can submit your <laughs> explanations at rubenreport.locals.com. Three more years of Biden and then we'll be okay. So there you go. Uh, but will there be three more years of Joe Biden? Uh, it's very unclear actually because Joe Biden's Vice President Kamala Harris, she was on NBC being interviewed about what perhaps uh, they might do in 2024. Are they going to stick it out and keep going? Is she going to take over? What's going to happen? Have they even thought about it? Are we going to, uh, to see the same Democratic ticket in 2024? I'm sorry. We are thinking about today. I mean, honestly, I, I, I know why you're asking the question, because... This is the part of the punditry and the, right. the gossip around places like Washington, D.C. Let me just tell you something. We're focused on the things in front of us. We're focused on what we need to do to, to address issues like affordable child care, what we need to do to ensure... So there, there have been that, no conversations that, about 2024? The American people sent us here to do a job. And right now there's a lot of work to be done. And that's my focus. It sounds Sincerely. like you're at least familiar with some of the punditry. I don't know if you've heard that there've been some, there's been some talk about a, a, a Biden-Cheney ticket perhaps in 2024. Did you read that article? I did not. I'm, I, no, I did not. And I really could care less about the high class gossip on these issues. Okay, first off, everything she said there was a lie. They obviously are thinking about it. They're obviously talking about it. This is what politicians do. You get into power and then you figure out how you can stay in power. So of course she's lying and anyone that says that they're not thinking about their next election is always lying. Uh, she also says she could care less. What she means is she couldn't care less. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, you know? She couldn't care less. If you couldn't care less, you can't care about it any less. I don't care about it at all. But he says, well, uh, Biden might run with Liz Cheney. I could care less. Oh, so you do care. 
I just can't stand that. It drives me nuts. Um, also, I haven't read that article about Biden maybe running with Liz Cheney, but doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about Liz Cheney? She's not a real Republican. Obviously, she's a Democrat. She, ugh, she's awful. Uh, anyway, uh, there is a chance now that Hillary may get into the race. That's the new talk, because basically what's happening is that when you look at Biden's approval numbers and his age and his cognitive decline and everything else, and then you couple it with a woman who was polling at 0% in her own party, like nobody, there simply is nobody that supports Kamala Harris. There is just nobody out there. there yes, media people put stories about her, but there is no average human being that, <laughs> that is supporting Kamala Harris. So the Democrats have to figure out what to do, right? So now suddenly there's all these stories popping up. Will Hillary get back in the race? Uh, we've got little info here from the New York Post. Could a third time be the charm for Hillary Clinton? That's the case made by two prominent Democrats who claim a perfect storm of President Biden's plummeting job approval ratings, Vice President Kamala Harris's own unpopularity, and the Commander-in-Chief's advanced age could provide an opening for the former First Lady and the Secretary of State. She is already in an advantageous position to become the 2024 nominee, Democratic nominee. Political consultant Doug Schoen and former Manhattan Borough President Andrew Stein write in Wednesday's Wall Street Journal of the 74-year-old Clinton. She is an experienced national figure who is younger than Mr. Biden and can offer a different approach from the disorganized and unpopular one that the party is currently taking, they add. If Democrats lose their House and Senate majorities in November's midterms, Schoen and Stein argue Clinton can capitalize on the losses as a basis to run for president again, enabling her to claim the title of change candidate. Okay, let me just say, the article is mostly nonsense because 74 and she's gonna be the change candidate. Yes, Hillary Clinton is gonna come in and be the change candidate. She's so young at 24, right? Like at 74. Man, we could use a 24-year-old, but he can't be president a 24-year-old. Uh, but it was making me think. It was making me think. Why would Hillary run? Now, we know she's lost twice, but it's not just that. There might be some other reasons she might not run. I mean, does Hillary Clinton believe in the validity of our previous elections? We've got a compilation. You know, every time Donald thinks things are not going in his direction, he claims whatever it is is rigged against him. I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. This is, this is how Donald thinks. And it's funny, but it's also really troubling. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows, he knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. He's an illegitimate president. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he is, he's, he's very uh, insecure about it. Of course he's obsessed with me. Oh, Hillary, I'm sorry, I probably ruined all your lunches by having even listened to that ridiculous woman. Um, but it's just interesting to know that, you know, when the Democrats question election validity, when they say that someone's an illegitimate president, he knows, he knows something happened. He knows, what was the other one? Uh, that the election, it wasn't on the level. Of course, she's talking about the election that she lost. Remember, you're allowed to do stuff when you're a Democrat. You cannot do it when you're a Republican or anyone who isn't just sort of a brainwashed, blue-pilled NPC person. So in some weird way, doesn't it feel like this whole thing will end with a Hillary-Trump uh, rematch? Like, it, it sort of feels like that. Like, the Biden thing, the wheels are just coming off. It's just completely crumbling. And then it's like, 
where are the Republicans gonna go? You know my feelings. I want DeSantis to stay here in Florida. If Trump wants it, he's got it. So like, is it all heading to that? We shall see. But either way, I don't think Hillary believes in the validity of our elections so she should probably be sent to jail. Uh, all right, final and fourth story uh, is about DC because some of these places, they're just not stopping when it comes to COVID. They're actually getting even worse. Uh, this is a tweet from DC Mayor Bowser. She says, remember that starting Saturday, you will need these three things before heading out. Proof of vaccination, 12 years or plus. Uh, proof of vaccination and photo ID, 18 years and over and a mask. Now, it's interesting the way she worded that, to head out. She didn't say to go into government property. She didn't say to go into a restaurant. She said to head out, that you have to basically have your papers. That's what she's saying. We know none of this nonsense works. We know that the vaccines don't stop you from getting COVID. We know that the vaccines don't stop you from spreading COVID. Uh, we know that people are just not paying attention to these vaccines. We know that a higher percentage of black people have not been vaccinated. So is this racist? We also know that forcing someone to show a voter, uh, some sort of photo ID, that's, we're always told that's racist if you, if you do it to make sure that people are voting as the person that they say they are. But somehow, uh, if you show a voter ID, or a photo ID to walk into McDonald's, you have to prove that you're uh, vaccinated, but then you can eat the food that'll make you fat, which will make you even sicker if you get COVID. You guys get it yet? You get it yet? These people are just ridiculous. Oh, and of course, you know, number three there was the mask thing. And it's like, we're, they're telling us now that the masks don't even work. So now they've got everybody in N95, so you just can't breathe. It's all insane. So all this leads me to this interesting compilation video that I saw on Twitter, Twitter just about how badly the narrative has just crumbled over the last two years. Take a look. And I'm gonna shut down the virus. I'm gonna shut down the virus. Look, there is no federal solution. That vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. People who've been vaccinated are unlikely to get COVID. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's why I'm moving forward with vaccination requirements wherever I can. Breakthrough infections. More breakthrough cases of COVID-19. Fully vaccinated folks testing positive. That's going to be our new normal. It seems that more than half of the people in the UK with the variant have been double jabbed. Most are young people under 40 years old. Nearly 80% were vaccinated. New concerns about the Omicron variant. A record level of children under the age of five are being hospitalized amid a climbing infection rate. If you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when in fact they may go in for a broken leg. So it's overcounting the number of children who are quote hospitalized with COVID. If you're attacking me, you're really attacking science. I mean, everybody knows that. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. 95% effective. This is our shot. Brought to you by Pfizer. This is the J&J &J vaccine that I'll be taking. So one and done. Americans will need a third shot. Fourth shot, another booster. Talk about people getting a fourth. Four, I thought we were just talking about three. So a fourth dose. We are looking forward to be able to vaccinate all these vulnerable people. Brought to you by Pfizer. You get it yet? Do you get it yet? I know you do, but maybe send that to some of your friends and family that do not get it yet. I will end by saying one last thing, which is that if you have stayed remotely sane in the last two years, 
I applaud you. Like, if you manage to do it, if you manage not to fall for all the pitfalls and the traps they set up, if you manage to use your own brain and think things through and make decisions for yourself and not become a hysterical lunatic, I applaud you. And I look forward to continuing our relationship as we blaze a trail to a freer, saner, and better America than, than we got right now. And I'm gonna do it from the free state of Florida. Uh, guys, my full interview with Rand Paul, mostly about uh, Fauci. I mean, Rand Paul has been smacking him around. Uh, it's about Fauci, and it's, of course, about some big tech stuff as well. Uh, that is up on YouTube and Rumble right now, and if you want to play along, you can join us at rubenreport.locals.com. Tomorrow is our last day here in Newsmax, so once again, I want to thank uh, John Bachman specifically, but the entire Newsmax team for hooking us up and taking good care of us. And uh, if you want to play along, join us at rubenreport.locals.com. And next week, that's right, we are finally back to the live show at the new time, 11 a.m. Eastern from the house. And this is just the beginning. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.